You're watching the Tesla Live live with your host, Mark Tuckman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tesla Live number 309, the last day of May 2023, the 31st. So, uh, yeah, can you believe May's gone, guys? Like that's that's incredibly fast this year. <laughs> Things are just getting faster May. and faster. Man. <laughs> but uh, we're enjoying our weather here today. Uh, Thirty degrees Celsius, uh, sunshine, nothing but sunshine. So, uh, with that, over to the co-host, Mr. Casey Green, joins us from uh, South Carolina area. How are you today, sir? Doing all right. It was a it was a long day job day, but. Uh... <laughs> We're off now. Sound too pleasant. At least until tonight's reports, anyway. <laughs> uh, as you can see, I'm I'm starting to relocate the the network equipment, the servers, and everything, and put them back behind the sound barrier. <laughs> very good, very good. Yes. What's the temp in South Carolina today? Uh, it is down to 78 now that the sun is setting, and in this room, it is down. Very good, very good. On the West Coast, Mr. Patrick Connor joins us as well. How are you today, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Hello, Tesla Nation. So this is usually the part of the show where I, I brag about all this uh, kilowatts raining down from the sky. Uh, but uh, guess what? I no longer have Tesla solar panels on my roof. Oh no! What? What's happening? The roof looks like uh, a porcupine. That's coming out of it. <laughs> yes, yeah, they leave the little mounting putts on there when they take the panels off. So uh, if you've listened to previous episodes, you know that I'm getting a new roof. And uh, so we had it scheduled for, I don't know, a couple weeks from now. And Tesla called and said, hey, we've got an opening. Do you want us to, to come out and do it early? And I kind of didn't want to because I, I want the solar panels to be on there as long as possible. But we also had it scheduled so that like solar panels came off one day and the roofers started the next day. And that's kind of cutting it a little close. And so I didn't want to have the job delayed or whatever. So we said, sure, come on out and uh, do the removal. So now I've got a big stack of solar panels on my patio uh, sitting on a pallet instead of on my roof making oh. energy. And they collect a lot, lot less energy when they're all stacked together like that on a single solid, don't they? <laughs> yeah, only the top one really gets the any sun. <laughs> Two things about that, though. They are easier to clean when, when they're at human height. Yes. And yeah. and also, you forget how big they are. They're, they're human-sized. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we had um, panels installed in 2007 and then more in 2011. And the two, the, just during that time, you can see the difference in size. Panels grew during those four years uh, quite a bit. And and why? Because then uh, it just allows you to put them on faster. Instead of putting on, you know, 20 panels to cover an area, you could do the same area with, I don't know, 15 panels. Yeah, yeah. Um, it makes sense. Uh, less amount of roof space has to be used, less racking and uh, less time to get them in place. So Exactly. Absolutely. absolutely. Well, hey, Fred in the chat, those... welcome. Yeah. 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 Hello to those in the uh, chat room. Uh, Fred, Eric, uh, my Tesla. We've got uh, who else joined us? JT's Eric. in the in the house. We got uh, Bussin' Boy. Uh, welcome everybody. Glad you're here <laughs> with us. 
Yeah, they, they caught that we were a couple seconds late starting today. Yeah. <laughs> You're saying I'm here at seven. Where's everybody else? <laughs> we were telling some funny jokes. <laughs> we were. <laughs> very good. Very good. Well, let's lead with uh, the number one story, I would say, of this uh, week for sure. And yes. that, of course, is um, what Casey's got for us today. Yes. So, uh, it, 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 it wasn't really a... This is something we've been predicting for a while now, but mm -hmm. in a, it was a surprise move. It, it, again, it wasn't really a surprise. What it was, it caught us off guard because we didn't expect it to be this automaker and we didn't expect it to be this soon. Uh, Ford, uh, their, their um, Jim Farley, he got on Twitter spaces with Elon and had a much better technical experience than the Floridian guy did. And Mr. Farley announced that, that Ford is joining Max. So next year, yes. they're going to have an adapter for everybody who has a car now, like a CCS Ford. And you'll be able to use your CCS Ford on the supercharger network at 12,000 stations. And people were speculating, well, why 12,000? That's a weird number. Are you excluding the, the busy stations? Blah, blah, blah. Some folks did a cross-reference, and it looks like that just happens to be the number of CCS, of, CCS, of, uh, of V3 stations that are uh, available today. And, and oh, so you think the V3s are the only ones that will work with this adapter, not V2s? That's all they promised. Oh, interesting. Yeah. They said V3s. So and how many, I'm, if you don't know off the top of your head, do you know how many total there are in the U.S. today? Or is this like 20,000? Okay, so about half, just yeah, roughly. Yeah, about half. Okay. And, and um, then next year, next model year, so the 2025 model year, Max will be native on Ford's. So yeah. you'll be able to pull right up to a Tesla destination charger or supercharger, just jack it right in there, which probably also means they're going to change the location of the charge port because uh, unless they're assuming that, that, that V4 is going to deploy like gangbusters, they need to actually be able to reach the supercharger cables. So yeah, uh, that means they're going to have to shift. Yeah, That'd they're a little cool. shorter, a little, a little closer to the front uh, of the... Uh, of the uh, forward fender would make sense, uh, so they can and the opposite fender as well. All those uh, press or, chargers, yeah. Or 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 they can do they can do the front right fender, or they can do the uh, just like Tesla did and do the rear left tail light. Um, the the other thing that uh, that we're not really sure is is uh, there, there will be the availability for every Ford to get the adapter. What we're not sure is if it's free, if it's um, automatic, if you have to request it, or if you pay how much it will be, and then uh, there, there are folks who are lamenting their choice of CCS one, saying that oh well now that now that Ford has has, has done this is leaving others mm -hmm. out to dry. What what are what are we supposed to do? Well, buy an adapter. Uh, but they yeah. do point, <laughs> they do have a point in that um, in that the, that they they bought into this because it was the standard and and and, uh, and now uh, there definitely won't will be less stations going forward, but. When it comes time the station gets vandalized or it's time for a refit, are they just going to swap the cable for uh, a Nax cable? And then, like, 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 if you look at Electrify America today, right mm -hmm. now, if you look at any site, you got one Chatmo cable and the rest are CCS. Is that going to be right. the future for CCS? And and for those people, they were complaining, like, where does that leave us? What what, what do we do? Uh, obviously, if you're of an automaker that joins Nax, you just ensure that they make an adapter. But right. At this point, it's just really a matter of 
you jumped into the VHS Betamax Laserdisc uh, debacle. And, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> someone's going to win and someone's going to lose. And yeah. if you were not on Nax, you lost. Right. And uh, maybe I'm making a prediction here, but I think uh, you said it well that we have been talking about this. In fact, I uh, just pulled up, I first wrote an article about it in 2017. And why Tesla's charging network should be everybody's. And then after we talked about it on this show in 2022, I reposted that article and with some updates saying that Tesla's making progress toward this, um, making with just changing it from the Tesla connector to NAX, the writing was on the wall. Yeah. And if if you look at the networks that are out there, which one has the, the most spots? Tesla. Which one is the most reliable? Tesla. Which one has the actual most data and response where customers have needs? Tesla. So uh, um, everybody who's uh, in the EV world knows who John Volker is. He was the editor of Green Car Reports. And uh, when Tesla made the NAX announcement, uh, I responded and said something like, um, you know, this, this is the harbinger for what's going to come in the industry and it's going to happen. And he argued with me and said, we already have a standard. This is ridiculous. And and uh, more specifically, yes, <laughs> we, we have a standard in name only. If you look at all the factors I just listed, number of spots, reliability, it's Tesla. And yeah. yes, you might not like Musk for certain reasons, but don't ignore, ignore the objective facts here. And so uh, uh, John's a lot smarter than me. I just want to say I won this one argument. <laughs> the, the, the other thing to look at here is, is um, assuming that Tesla doesn't lock this down, which Elon already said they don't want a charging mode, maybe, is that um, the, 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 the V3 superchargers, they speak power line, or can speak power line. They don't actually speak power They can speak power line. And, mm -hmm. and that is what CCS speaks. And... Uh, as as Monroe and several other folks, including Tesla, if you read their design docs, uh, and, and it was like, the, again, the design docs are 15 pages or less, including pictures, mm. large pictures. Uh, <laughs> they are are, 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 are compatible uh, electrically and, and, and communications. Uh, so so there could be an industry of like aftermarket uh, or, or third-party shops swapping out CCS ports for NAX ports. Uh, so they're not left out in the cold, except for they might not have all the superchargers because uh, the V2 and V1s that are left out there, they still speak, power, uh, not power line, they still speak um, CAN bus. Interesting. I hadn't thought about uh, retrofit. I, I, we, we obviously, adapters were mentioned in that release, but uh, retrofit is an interesting angle. That's why my car needed the retrofit, because uh, as a legacy car, uh, it only spoke... Uh, um, Canvas, uh, Canvas, and and that's what yeah. the the uh, the 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 Chatamo speaks. Is it speaks a, a, a different flavor of Canvas? So Tesla just kind of translated inside their adapter, and and uh, I was surprised to see that uh, it still works. Like uh, a lot of people have told me, oh, because you put the, the translation board in there, it's going to stop working with Chatamo. It still works. Mm -hmm. uh, I got forty kilowatts, which was incredible because it only ever got thirty-five to thirty-eight before. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, then yeah. I took the CCS and it was working too. So, and then this is part of being this is part of being an early adopter. All the uh, things are not you know haven't shaken out yet. And uh, I knew this was going to happen with the Leaf when I bought it. Uh, yeah. Chatamo is what was on there, and uh, what Nobody was being deployed in the US. Uh, so the nice thing about that was Chat 
the West Coast Electric Highway at that time was all Chatamo. So yeah. when I was driving that, that was the de facto standard around here. But the writing was on the wall there that CCS was going to replace it. And I think now the Aria has CCS and not Chatamo. So yeah. Nissan has has moved just in time for this to happen to them. And so so uh but now CCS will be, will be okay. Well, first question for everybody. Uh is uh, do you think the rest of the industry, in, at least in North America, will follow Ford and move to next? The answer for me would be yes. The question is who's next? Uh, uh, yeah, that was going to be part two. The, yeah, so oh, okay. part one is, uh, is, is will they? Uh, will the entire think, industry move? I think that uh, we'll get a few more, but we won't get everybody. Um, mm, although yeah, I was yeah. wrong on the Ford prediction, I was surprised that Ford moved in such a decisive way, I have to say. Right, not just adapters. They're like, we're changing the port. <laughs> right. And yeah. you this, you can't go halfway. I mean, going halfway right. is is what's killing the legacy auto. They're trying to, to live in both worlds and, and milk profit off of one and 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 still have dealerships. And they're not going all the way. Uh, so this is one thing that's, that's great. <laughs> Poor yeah. one out for Chad. And Harley <laughs> admitted when, in the conversation, the back and forth with Elon, he's like, this was designed by committee. And, yep. and, uh, and Elon pointed out that in Europe, they couldn't even add a second port like they do in China. And mm -hmm. uh, on my show Sunday, I went ahead and showed a reminder of what the ports in China look like. You've got type two, uh, AC only. And then you've got, um, and then you've got uh, the GMB, the, the Chinese port, which is also their DC charger. That, that was okay. not legal in Europe. Right. So, so let's uh, part, I'll, I'll do part two A and B. Uh, who do you think will be next, and who do you think will, if any, will be a holdout? I see uh, GM being a holdout because they just put a couple billion dollars into a uh, charging network to push CCS and put CCS, and and then you've also got Electrify America. So the ownership of that, the the badge group, VAG uh, Volkswagen Auto Group, they uh, they will probably hold out last unless they just put a nice mm. cable on, on their existing network, but they might see that as helping out their competitors. Cause now it's not just Tesla. It's also Ford and whoever else jumps on board. So like, do you really want to help them out? Uh, it's, it's a certain point where they'll be hurting themselves not to, they'll be missing out of business. So I could see them at least adding the cables to the station. I don't know if they'll add it to their car. And then you've got, um, um, it's going to be interesting to watch and see how it goes. Yeah. I think the Japanese might be uh, before the Volkswagen, but not necessarily before any other Germans. I'm going to say Stellantis comes on board next. I think they're first, yeah, because they have oh. nothing out there right now. Because they got right. nothing. You know, they, yeah, all they've right. got is a concept car. That's it. So it'll be easy for them to switch. Uh, and I think, as Casey thinks, I think GM's going to be a bit of a holdout. I think they've invested too much. And, uh, yeah, and that's just like, like kind of a sunk cost like fallacy, but I see, I see Mary doing that. Yeah. So yeah. now yeah, uh, a couple of – go ahead, Patrick. I was just going to say my Tesla weekend in the comments had uh, said the industry kind of has to. So uh, Tesla has an incredible network. It's been one of their moats. Uh, so the obvious question is why would they open that up to a competitor like Ford? And I think the answer, if you know Tesla, is pretty obvious because their mission isn't to be uh, to dominate the industry and destroy everyone. It's to move the world to EVs. And if that means uh, making it easier for someone to buy a non-Tesla EV and them supporting that, then that's what they're going to do. So and it's kind of how they started. They were a supplier. 
Yeah, yeah, they have done that to when uh, when times were tough to uh, get through a scrape and get investments and yeah. So uh, so I, I now if you are considering an EV and say you don't want to buy a Tesla for some reason, you're and you could you could buy a whatever a Toyota or a GM that does not have the Nax connector, or you could buy a Ford that does. And Ford, then to level the playing field, they're all the same equipment, options, style, class, price. Right. Yes. And and like you said, Casey, some of the other charging networks are going, now that NAX is an open standard, they're going to in install NAX. So even if you really hated Tesla and didn't even want to use their charging network, that's there are going to be options for that. So I, I don't see how any company can stand on the sidelines. The I'll, the CCS network in North America is just not good enough. And uh, I think this is the, the next domino to fall. And uh, CCS will go the way of Chatamo to where it's just on life support uh, and, and then eventually gone completely when there are enough adapters. I, I will say, though, Patrick, is that is that even if the third-party companies put the NAX adapter onto their units, that's not the problem with those units. I agree. Right. Yeah, the, th the we've problem talked about is the third unreliability. <laughs> right. That is not yes. the issue. They put a, a Nax a Nax plug on it. It's still going to behave in the same way. It's not right. reliable. Well, but at least now they have the customer still showing up in front of their station, so they have an eighty to ninety-two percent chance of of making some money. <laughs> well, there's, there's all the other things that play into it. Is is the yeah. is it working? Uh, is it yeah, uh, not, busy? Not, not 80 to is, is their it, reliability rating? It's, it's yeah, not is, right. is the maintenance yes. uh, there? All that stuff is the problem. It's not that the adapter doesn't fit typically. Correct. Yeah. Right, so but how if, would if it, it doesn't fit your car, you're not going to show up at all. So, yeah, <laughs> so they, well, they're going to want here's that. Here's how. Here's how it would play out if you have. Uh, you say you didn't want to use Tesla's network. You're going to go to some third-party network that says they have an axe connector. You're going to get there and you're going to find it blocked, broken, or just vandalized, or the cables gone completely. And then you're going to drive to the nearest Tesla supercharger to get charged up and continue on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We saw a couple of weeks ago where the new CEO, the current current vice president of Electrify America, he did a uh, round trip, cross-country trip to uh, headquarters from California and back. And on his, he only documented the, the out trip. And uh, he had to call for frozen screens at least two times. He had uh, other cases where it wouldn't start. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he was able to make it, but he had the real customer experience where right. it wasn't 100% uptime or even, excuse me, even close to it. And uh, when I went to do my, uh, I made a video that I haven't edited yet uh, showing the current state of the Tesla Chatamo and uh, a retrofitted CCS vehicle. And it was a 20-minute wait for me to, to even uh, do my little one-minute charges on each connector uh, at, at a station with eight connectors, uh, four units, and one handle was completely offline. It didn't let you pick it, no matter what. Here's what I found compelling about this news is that uh, Jim Farley, the CEO of Ford, was in a CNBC interview uh, shortly mm -hmm. after this announcement was made. <laughs> And the, uh, the, he was being questioned about why this move? Why, why change from what you were doing? And he went through this little story about he and his family on a road trip in a Ford vehicle. And uh, his kids would say, hey, can we stop here and charge? Look, it's one of these new Tesla chargers. It's got, it's got the convenience store. It's got everything. Ready. And he said, no, kids, we can't charge here. We have to go around to the back of this other uh, 
abandoned building to plug into <laughs> one of four chargers. And, uh, oh. and he lived the experience going yeah. from place to place, not, not someone mm -hmm. that gets out in their parking lot, takes a EV for a spin around the block and comes back and say, it's fine. This right. guy was... actually tried a cross region charge yeah. mm -hmm. experiment. And he found out what we've known all along is that yep. if these things are not the right place, one, they're not reliable, uh, they're not available, they're vandalized, there's no maintenance, and on top of it, they're not in very good locations, a lot of them are. They're mm -hmm. they're behind buildings, they're kind of out of sight, doesn't give you the feeling of security when there's mm -hmm. no lights, uh, when these things are in you know places that few people go by. You'd much rather have it in front of a a Wawa or a, you know somewhere else that it's just out in plain sight with lights everywhere. Open bathroom and some fresh food. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. All those things where Tesla excels. And Farley just started to click in with them as he's on this trip going, these guys have it all right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what we've paired up with is the substandard. And I believe, Farley said, he believes that his customers need the best experience in order to switch. And yes. if they screw that up and provide a sub-charging experience, they're going to have a hard time selling EVs. So the guy got it mm -hmm. right. He got it completely right because he lived the experience. And right. Was he was driving could... an EV. That's yep. what made the difference. Because if you just look at reports and go, oh, yeah, this is the standard and, and they're being built out, we'll be fine. You might not know that, right? You have right. to actually get behind the wheel of an EV, make that your daily driver, use that for the family vacations like he did. And then it becomes so obvious. Yeah, somebody had pointed out how none of these other competitors had driven a Tesla, and mm -hmm. and, and 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 they didn't understand what they were looking at. And we went so far as to point out that they hadn't even driven and charged and paid out of pocket their own cars, just in 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 the regional circle. Like they get them, they already charged up. Uh, you need to charge it at home. You need to charge it at work. See how much it's going to charge you, and then you need to actually go on a trip. And 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 they mm -hmm. hadn't even done any of that with their own cars, let alone to figure out why it was so much easier in a Tesla. And some of them still don't get it. Yeah. But Farley and, and the guy at Electrify America, they've, they've now seen it firsthand. Yeah, and, and yep. you know, and Farley, to his credit, uh, realized their mistake and yeah. said, we've we've got to correct this now. Uh, we have wasted some money, but we've got to correct it now. And that's going to help Ford. It, it definitely mm. will help Ford. The other thing about the moat that Patrick mentioned about Tesla having this walled garden or a moat, uh, which is charging, Um He's correct. This is not their mission is to put everybody else out of business, but it is their mission to push EV forward so everyone uh, can get into them. But I find it interesting that once you're in a Ford, you come to a Tesla charger, you're staring at the word Tesla for the whole time you're there, and you're watching other Teslas zip in and out charging faster than your car, most likely. And uh, your second car choice may be a Tesla because of that. Yeah. So I wonder. I wonder if Farley might sell Ford uh, Model E to Tesla. Hmm. For a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Tesla's interested anymore. No, probably not. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, well, let's move on to the next story this week, and it's it's kind of tied to this. A day after the Ford announcement, the government of oh. Canada 
go ahead real, real quick before we move on uh somebody uh, was was uh was, was going over a presentation on linkedin about this and they noticed i guess they were paying for the premium they noticed that they had uh more people from gm than any other company uh on their talk about snacks yeah than, uh, than anybody else from tesla ford or any of the other companies <laughs> I'm kind of curious what the boardroom discussion at, at Ford was like. It was probably that. like the the the, the what was that that movie scene where everybody likes to take the clips with Hitler just throwing a fit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the government of Canada made an announcement after the Ford announcement the next day, and that was that they were going to be teaming up with Tesla uh, to provide up to 750 chargers uh, in Canada. Uh, to allow all EVs to charge at those locations. So uh, this is uh, this is news as well. Um, in Canada, we currently have about 200 and uh, I believe it's five or six uh, supercharger sites uh, with the, an average of, you know, six to eight at a site. So up to 750 of these actual chargers is, is a sizable amount. Uh, of the uh, the superchargers that are here, not uh, they're, they're certainly concentrating on the Trans Canada Highway from east to west, uh, and they said that uh, this is going to start happening as of next year, uh, and uh, the uh, first area they're going to be concentrating on is uh, basically between Ottawa, Ontario, and uh, Calgary, Alberta, uh, which is of course a, a low amount of population. And uh, for people to be able to traverse the, the country, uh, they certainly want reliable charging every so often. And that's uh, most likely what the, their, the thought is to do this first, is to, to make sure the network is strong from east to west or west to east. And uh, that's, that's uh, great news uh, for Canadians, too. Is this magic dock or something else? I'm That's what I'm about to say. Yeah, do they use the magic <laughs> dock on, on V3? I can see, but on all those V2 stations out there, are they going to dual head them like they used to do in Europe, where you had the, they, uh, the, the Type 2 and the what it was going to be? So that there's no other details. Uh, I imagine that, uh, well, actually, we're kind of surprised that we haven't seen many V4s start to show up because, of course, they have the longer cables. Uh, mm -hmm. We've only seen that one in Europe, none others uh, have uh, right. appeared yet. So yeah. Uh, of course, that one in Europe is testing, but uh, you would think there. that uh, you know they would start rolling out some more of those, or maybe uh, maybe the new chargers they put out are just going to have to have a little bit of longer cables, or maybe some cable adjustment, like uh, replacing the cables with new cables that are a little yeah. bit longer, is going to be required as well. Could be a number of things that happen to make this actually work. And there's nothing stopping them from putting a longer cable than this on a supercharger. Uh, if you look at, <laughs> if you look it's at, it's a little the, longer, but okay, yeah, I get your point. <laughs> if you look at some of the uh, service stations and uh, service centers, and not all of them, some of them have urban superchargers with the regular. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> regular cable on them, but um, some of them have uh, just the cabinet, and 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 then they have like a, a good three, four, five meter cable. It's not bad. Yeah. In other brand new news, um, we've got uh, the indications that uh, some Model Ys are now showing up with hardware for cameras, at least. Yes. Uh, this was spotted in Fremont, uh, California, at a, a few of the Tesla delivery centers, uh, where um, actual photos were taken uh, of the uh, new cameras, and you can tell them uh, they're a little bit bigger 
than the other cameras, uh, the, the diameter of the camera. And uh, I think they have a little bit of a different sheen to them. Uh, yeah. It seems that in all the photos, they have got like a red uh, color attached yeah. to the inside of the, the camera somehow. I thought that was just in the photos. And I was like, do you got to take a picture of it to find out? No, no, you, you can see that with your with your bare eyes. I was like, okay. oh, this just like the photos. Uh, the other easy way to tell is on the side repeaters. They have a shorter um, lens on the on the uh, on the light there for for the turn signals. Yeah, and of course, what I was curious to see is does it have a front camera on the Model Y? And no, it does not. There is there is no bumper camera on the front of the Y as we've seen on the Cybertruck. So, so is the uh, dummy camera on the on the far um, far passenger side? Yeah, yeah. The the and and why they went through the throws for that is uh, have a lot of camera shrouds left over. <laughs> it's it's unusual, but but it could be a future enhancement, maybe. Oh, maybe they're gonna go back to three, perhaps. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, uh, they it's not, it's not like they they haven't done any binocular housings before because before. Uh, hardware 2.5, well, hardware 2 came out. There were a number of Model Xs with, with two openings uh, for binocular cameras, and then they went with three instead. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, interesting that uh, they're starting to roll out. Haven't seen anything in a Model 3 yet, strictly Model Ys at this point. Uh, but uh, of course, as we will hear more about uh, Project Highland in this uh, broadcast, uh, maybe it's going to be associated with that. Why bother changing the Model 3 when you know that it's about to be uh, updated? Uh, could be a, yeah. a Highland thing. I'm feeling that Model 3 is like done until Highland comes out. Like Unless it's next to free or if it's a logistics situation, like you guys get the Chinese packs up there in, 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 in the land of the north. Um, I don't see them actually putting too much effort into to Model 3 hardware until, until they switch it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Next, uh, Casey, could you share this photo for us? Uh, the inside of the Cybertruck. Yeah. Let's take and uh, this, uh, this photo was uh, shared. I think it was kind of officially leaked. This was no. Uh, <laughs> this was no uh, somebody leaning in and taking a, a picture, uh, or got into the cab and took a picture. Uh, but yeah, this, uh, this was found on on Twitter, and you can tell by the two uh, German painted cars up front that this is definitely at the last uh, Giga Texas event um, for Shareholder Day, uh, and um, a few new things in here we can see is the. Uh, uh, the 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 cover is Oak. closed on the center column first, um, so yeah. mm -hmm. that's got some cup holders underneath there that we've seen previously. We've never seen the uh, the lid actually closed, and of I course like that the, lid it looks like the tonneau cover. So that's yeah, it does. Cool little yeah. detail, yeah. And then of yeah. course the big the big news is yeah. the steering wheel has somewhat changed as well. Um, the yoke, little the bit yoke. of a modification to the yoke. Yeah. yeah, I also I just like, now I noticed that, that this is floating right here. <laughs> I, I really uh, think that calling it the woke is funny. It's a especially because it pisses off yoke. Elon. It's a woke. It, he yeah, likes to troll exactly. people. Exactly, troll him. Yeah, the Cybertruck <laughs> got woke. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And then, of course, we have to now that that they have this uh, tunnel cover over the uh, cabinet there or the the storage compartment, we can uh, call that the uh, little little cyber vault. <laughs> <laughs> 
The mini <laughs> vault. The, big vault or the, the mini vault. <laughs> the mini vault. This, this also addresses the one complaint I had with the yacht floor on my Model S is that, you know, you had all of this open space and, and like these little bitty cup holders right up here and that was it. Like there was no console area. And so now it's got a console and a place for my wife to put her purse. Yeah. Yeah. You could throw a bag there. Mm -hmm. yeah. one, one thing that kind of worries me is the uh, the dash looks like it's Alcantara. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a dust magnet. That is a problem <laughs> in a work truck, let me tell you. Yeah. That, uh, that is probably not the right choice of materials for a truck. At um, least it's dark. <laughs> but is it, is it cheaper to make Alcantara or just a massive fake speaker grill like they do on, on S and X? And if so, why the change? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's and this could be just that you know this is a, a test vehicle of sorts, and uh, it's easy to take off and work on things underneath there, and they put it back on when it's uh, being displayed. But uh, this may not yeah. be the final. But I don't right. think material on such a large dash in a truck is going to be advantageous for people who own it. It's mm. uh, it's like like Patrick said, it's going to be a dust magnet and. I hate to think of you know if you've got something splashing around uh it uh it's gonna stain it it's i just don't think it's a good idea and <laughs> and of course the full the full the full um warmth of the sun baking on it all the time mm -hmm. whereas before the alcantara of course was roof liner or side liners the, the sun wasn't on it constantly so this is going to be a difference for that material but again it's <laughs> this is too early to tell. I I, I got to believe that Tesla knows this. This just may yeah. be a prototype. Yeah. Right. It is early. Things will change. Um, making that the same as the seat material would not be that hard for them. I, no. I don't think putting it the same as the seat material up there is smart either. Uh, we, we've seen what happened with cars with leather and fake leather dashes in the years past. They they. Mm. I mean, yes, we have cabin overheat protection, but you still also have the option to turn it off, and it's only good for twelve hours. So. I think it would be a bad idea to make it fake fake leather up there or real leather or any sort of non-hard surface. Like if they make that paper thing extend up, uh, but make it dark instead of uh, white, because that much white reflecting in the sun will not be good. And uh, I assume the gap between them is the vent system, the like the three. It looks like the vent system. I'm guessing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah you're right. Whatever the white material is, they could do the same stuff up top maybe. Yeah. Uh, but in something that won't catch the sun. Um, mm -hmm. I also really hope they put the uh, the um, the binnacle display like we saw on a, a few of the prototypes up there. It's like the the one more thing surprise because. Oh, I didn't know any of them had the binnacle. I, I, yeah, I, I missed saw, that. I have all of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, but if this is gonna be Elon's daily driver, and and this is gonna be kind of like last above the Y. I, I'd kind of like to see. Let's see them use that screen and, and bring it back because you don't need the yoke or the woke uh, or anything other than a round wheel if if you're not having to look over it or through it. And of course, maybe there will be a, a round wheel option too. That's that's a Probably. possibility. They, oh, they eventually oh, step that back on the S and the X. Who knows? Yeah. Spe speaking of wheel, notice that on the uh, on the screen I here, you've it. got uh, you got your wipers, you got your microphone, you've got for some reason what looks like a phone. And then you've got your cruise control or autopilot. Uh, there's no horn button over here on the right or on the mm. left. Ah, hopefully the center, center is the press. horn. Yeah. Turn to center horn. That would be smart. 
Definitely. Yes. So, oh, uh, just a little actually, blurb in the manual. Palm one or the other or both sides to get a horn. <laughs> right. I That's hope the they make this an option on the SNX or actually mm -hmm. all their vehicles. Uh, if they go stockless yeah. on the other vehicles, I, I, I like this. Uh, I, I still haven't tried the yoke, um, but I'm love uh, my yoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but would you would you prefer a woke? No, actually, no. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. You, you're 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 a yoke all the way, huh? The yoke's on you. Okay. <laughs> I like uh, my Tesla weekends comment. The best horn is no horn. <laughs> <laughs> Just whenever the car hears me swearing at people, that's right. <laughs> Get out of the way! Yeah, it just it, it switches to microphone and speaker and just blows your voice outside the vehicle when you hit the horn. Yeah, oh, don't do that during a school zone. <laughs> it's just as bad in a school zone. All the people just ignoring the sign while you're just trawling away at twenty miles an hour. I just meant I don't want. The children's hearing the words. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. four-letter bleep words. Yes. Now with intelligent honk. Oh, man. <laughs> very good, very good. So we'll certainly time's growing short. We know it's going to be, uh, you know, this year it's going to be third quarter sometime. So uh, yeah, the the clock is it's ticking. Present. Can't wait to start <laughs> seeing these uh, these video game vehicles out on the road in the real world. Going to be fun to see. Mm -hmm. Patrick's got our next story about some power that That's you get right. for free. That is right. If you are in Texas, then Tesla has a special incentive that only you qualify for. So uh, as we know, end of quarter, they often have specials to entice people. And this one is interesting because it comes with if you buy a Model 3 between May 26th and June 30th and you sign up with Tesla Electric, then you can enroll into the Tesla Home Charging Plan. And then, guess what? You get free charging of your Model 3 at your house for an entire year. And what's better than free charging? This is really cool because it uses a lot of the Tesla... Uh, infrastructure together so uh, on my app now i can go in and i can look and see how my solar is doing i can look and see the state of my batteries i can i can have the car charge or not but i don't have a setting that allows me to say oh uh if my power walls are full and i'm getting sunlight send it to the car instead of the grid but that kind of thing is coming and this is just one example of that if you're using uh tesla as your electric electricity provider they can run specials like this they can have a deal like this and uh, so I just thought this was cool and something that, that uh, was uh, worth sharing and talking about. Yeah. Um, again, uh, we heard about the utility offering another option uh, if you were with Tesla, which a little while ago, uh, which I believe was unlimited charging for a buck a day, basically. It was 30 bucks a month. Mm. Um, so this is, uh, this is even cheaper. Uh, you get it for yep. free, you know, but... Uh, it's uh yeah it's and and it's 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 really it's it's a bonus that Tesla's running the electricity grid if you've got solar you've got a power wall you've got those other options that can be built in uh, where it's selling and buying with auto bidder all these mm -hmm. things are coming uh, to you know a, a really great combined package that you can own right. 
and uh, lots of benefits uh, for those people uh, besides living in Texas. It's uh, it's it's a it's a great <laughs> way it's a great way to get involved with this and uh, cover all your needs uh, under mm-hmm. under one manufacturer uh, who is all connected with your app with your car all of it's there. So uh, that's going to be uh, that's going to be tough to beat. Definitely. Yeah, there's a comment here. Uh, I think we're unlikely to see vehicle to grid until LFP is more common. Those can handle wear a lot better. Yeah, we we made the same discussion way back when. Uh, who was it at Dalhousie uh, University? Jeff Dunn. Uh, Jeff Dunn. Yeah, when he was working on the million mile battery, we said, "Oh, as soon as the million mile battery is a thing, then th- that's well exceeds the lifespan of a, of a vehicle." So you can afford to have have those extra cycles doing other cool stuff with your pack. And uh, yeah, LFP gets you definitely a step in that direction. Yeah. Very good, very good. Next, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, world domination. We've got the Model Y uh, that has now, uh, in the first quarter of 2023, become the biggest seller in all of the world for any car. Sold the most units, jumped to the number one position on the chart above four other Toyotas to claim the first position. And uh, first time ever, this has happened for Tesla. And of course, only a short, what, two and a half, three years ago, we heard from Elon uh, on the stage of the lackluster Model Y introduction <laughs> that he believed that the Model Y would outsell all Tesla vehicles and mm-hmm. would become a world leader. Uh, and that happened this quarter. Now, of course, uh, that's only one quarter, but it is looking based on the projections of sales for this year that uh, Model Y will remain in the number one position and most likely end the year with the uh, title of the uh, the car that has sold the most units in a full year. So uh, congratulations to Tesla and their team uh, because this is, a, this is an achievement that none of us really thought would come this quickly. We heard about what would come. We heard about the predictions, but man, it's tough to believe if you go back five years at the beginning launch of the Model 3 when we were sitting talking about how successful this car could be to imagine that an electric car five years later would be at the top of the charts would be hard for any of us just to accept. Uh, But yet it has come to pass. Yes, it is awesome. And uh, it was kind of interesting how, I don't know what was going on with Musk's mood the night of the Model Y reveal, but I mean, he said exactly the words you just said, where he's talking about how it's going to be Tesla's best-selling vehicle. It's going to outsell even gas cars, and and but but he had this like, and eh, there it is, whatever kind of attitude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was blue and it was in the corner, in the shadow. <laughs> it's like they didn't even have the lights aimed at the car properly because it was in the dark, and it's like a dark horse, right? But. Uh, Absolutely correct. Like it's it's uh, it's amazing. The the car has taken off, and of course Tesla had moved things in a certain way. They moved some of their own chess pieces to make sure yes. that the Model Y was going to be successful. They tried not to constrain its battery pack, and I believe mm-hmm. that the Model Three was kind of put on hold so that the Model Y could use those battery packs. I believe that that is something that was part of the play all along because they knew oh, yeah. that 
this was the volume car. This was this was the one that was making them all their money. Uh, not all right. of it, but a good chunk of it. So right, uh, that's why it was the first to get the heat pumps. It was the first to yep. get the castings. Uh, they they focused all of that effort on making the Y lower cost, higher quality, uh, higher volume because of exactly what you just said. They they saw the numbers and this is the vehicle that people wanted. This style is much more popular in a, in a lot of regions. Exactly. So yeah. And one point from the chat there um, is that uh, it has been the revenue leader for a while. Now it's also the volume leader, and it's doing it with higher margins than the other vehicles in that uh, top category. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we look for more success this year, and hopefully it can end in the number one position. It looks like it will, and uh, my hope is it will. So we shall see. Casey's got her next story off to Shanghai. What's going on there? So um, just like Fremont, uh, Giga Shanghai has had a little bit of a pause on Model 3 production. Hmm. And uh, speculation is that that's telling us that uh, the Project Highland is imminent. And uh, mm -hmm. that's exciting. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, Where there's smoke, there could be fire. Hey, right. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Don't accuse Tesla of being Smoke, fire. fire, and batteries. You don't want to mix them. <laughs> right. And uh, and before the show, Mark was uh, telling me about a uh, about how some of the folks are speculating that uh, that, that, that they're going to demonstrate Project Highland in Shanghai to Elon while he's over there in China. And if that's the case, that means this thing is imminent, like maybe next month. And, and that's kind of interesting. It rolls into our next story because um, we were talking last week about uh, Model 3 getting some discounts on inventory cars in the United States. Well, uh, a few days later, uh, uh, that program's been expanded to Canada. So we are now uh, providing uh, a discount of $2,300 plus on a vehicle that uh, is inventory for Model 3. So if you have interest in getting a Model 3, this may be the time to act because as we mentioned last week, we don't believe these discounts are going to be required past another two weeks or so because they go through that many vehicles that quickly. So uh, this will be short-lived on inventory cars. If you're sitting on that fence, it's time to decide to get off that fence. And in that same vein, they also uh, did something they rarely do and have a lease special right now. So if you lease an inventory Model 3, uh, there's additional money on the table for you as well. Uh, the, the the one thing we keep saying constantly is if you like what you see now and it's in budget, go ahead and get it uh, versus waiting for something to come up later. I'm not saying if you are interested in what's coming up next, not to do it. But if you like what's out there now, there's a possibility, especially given the, the, the cost cutting that they've been priming, priming us for, that you might not like the new one. Um, worst case is if you can kind of time it so your delivery of the new one, uh, if your new one happens at the same time the new ones are coming out so you can pick. That's even better. You don't always get that choice, but uh, something to look into. Yeah. Yeah, Tesla has in the past tried to get rid of almost everything they had before the new model came out. So uh, mm -hmm. I got to believe that uh, they're going to be doing that the same way. You may not have the choice of being able to look at Peter or Paul. Uh, you may mm -hmm. only have one choice. So make up right. your mind early because uh, that decision time is counting down right now. 
Right. And yeah. Then, like maybe the next one will be stockless and you hate that. So get one now. Right. Right. Or... I'm not saying it's going to be bad. It's just not saying you might like the old one better. Exactly. Or yes. you like the new one better. Uh, like, uh, like there's a reason Mark goes out to his car every week. Uh, he's got a calendar reminder. Go play with the lumbar support on the passenger. There's side. a reason. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yep. Canadians love lumbar support. <laughs> no, Canadians not only one point Canadian Lee Kitchener for some <laughs> reason. Right. We noticed that not only did we take it out of the new cars, that, that you weren't still weren't using it. So we took it away from, you know, you, you turned your button off. <laughs> king, king of the lumbar passenger supports. Exactly. Ah. <laughs> uh, Next, uh, Casey already oh, touched on this, but uh, <laughs> He's not Elon, talking about the bolt. <laughs> but Elon, uh, of course, has made a trip to Ouch. China. This is his first trip in two years, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, he's there visiting a whole bunch of officials. There, uh, he's visiting with Shanghai officials, other government officials of the province, uh, the country, and uh, apparently, uh, he's uh, obviously he's going to be visiting Giga Shanghai. Uh, and as Casey mentioned, uh, there is a rumor uh, that Project Highland is there and will be presented to him uh, at that location, which would be sometime this evening because China is like half a little bit more than half a day ahead of us. So uh, it uh, will be interested to see uh, how the, uh, the coverage is, if we get to see some of this or if there's some reporting on it. If you are not already subscribed to our Twitter feed at the Tesla Life or our Facebook feed, the Tesla Life numeral one, get to subscribe there because uh, we follow all Tesla news throughout the week and you can be notified immediately uh, when these uh, events happen. So keeping our eye on that and it will be interesting to see uh, what uh, Elon either provides to us or doesn't provide to us. Next story, it's all about tires. Tires, tires, tires. EVs, of course, uh, if you're not familiar with them, not just Teslas, but all EVs are a little bit harder on tires than regular cars. Uh, and in the Tesla category, they're probably the hardest on tires out of all the EVs because it's just so darn fun to press that lightning pedal and jump into a <laughs> into a quick start as casey well knows because uh he's the one that termed the the uh the lightning, lightning pedal, pedal as opposed to the acceleration pedal but uh <laughs> it's it's something that of course uh you need to keep an eye on if you own an ev uh because you want to know if uh those tires are wearing it, it you want to be able to rotate those tires so you could even wear across them uh, here in the Great White North, obviously, I've got about four to four and a half months of the year where I have to switch to winter tires. So I'm doing a rotation at least twice a year uh, to keep track of uh, my tires. And I've seen the tread wear go down dramatically on my rear wheel drive vehicle compared to the front uh, tires. So it definitely does happen. And it's uh, it's a little bit shocking when you're not used to it. Uh, but uh, it's, uh, it's something to keep your eye on. Well, Tesla is updating their their uh, program uh, in order to alert drivers about where their tire maintenance maybe should be. This is not a definite, but they're now going to be tracking the mileage that these tires have seen on their present uh, wheel. And uh, they're going to be reporting back within the software that maybe it's time for a rotation or for you to examine the tread on these tires based on them seeing that you haven't changed the tire or updated the wheel in any form uh, for some time. So it's uh, it's something that uh, 
probably won't affect me too much because I am switching them at least twice a year. But others that maybe are in, in a climate like where Casey is in South Carolina, it, it may not be come to mind as quickly that uh, you should be rotating or you should be checking. But uh, this uh, software update will allow uh, everyone to be alerted uh, as Tesla tracks the mileage and uh, gets that owner to, to maybe do a few extra checks a year just to make sure that the tread wear is looking good and is even. Yeah. Uh, on my Model S, it was a 90D, so it was all-wheel drive, but uh, it uh, it went through rear tires more than the front tires. Uh, on my Model X, they're a little more... Uh, they've only gone out in pairs or in sets so far, but the uh, I did have that blowout at the beginning of last month where uh, the, uh, the, the inners had suddenly wore out, like I was checking them and keeping on top of them, and they still, in, in a matter of two trips, were gone. Mm. Yeah, well, well, towing, of course. Is, uh, towing, too, yes. Is, yeah. is, a, is another thing that's going to wear your tire. Terrible roads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bad combination, towing and bad roads, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But but the car, you know, it was paying attention, but uh, if this software was in there, assuming legacy cars can run it, Uh <laughs> They probably would have alerted me before the tire pressure was saying, hey, your belts are out. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's the news of the week. Uh, man, hey, guys, we got to this in under an hour, and I thought oh, nice. it was going to take a lot longer than that. But uh, Weeks in a row. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, great, it's great to see that, uh, that uh, we got the important news. Out. There were other stories to pick from, but we did want to spend some time on that Ford story, which uh, yes, was uh, quite news. significant. Yeah, that's an impact to the entire industry. And and we've talked about how Tesla has dragged the entire industry kicking and screaming in some uh, cases to EVs. And this is this is going to be yet another example of that, that uh, this is what it takes to make EVs successful. It, it has to be easy to use. It has to be convenient. You have to be able to just plug it in and walk away and let it do its thing, not have some app and some you have to tap and you have to scan a QR code and you have to have a sell signal. No, this is just going to work. And so this is what's needed. Yeah. And just the cable so much easier to handle. Yeah. I mean, the Chatmo cable was ridiculous and CCS is still not as good as Tesla's. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sorry you didn't want to rehash the topic, but but <laughs> going back to our first story of the evening. <laughs> it's, it's cheaper to to install and maintain and build and it's just Oh yeah. Monroe had a good breakdown to compare Behind the port, what it does CCS look like versus Tesla? Um, uh, one of them has, the, or CCS has, you need uh, three high voltage cables, not just, and with, with Tesla, you need cables. two. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and with, with the Tesla, they use aluminum bars uh, versus flexible copper. And there were just so many advantages that, that Tesla has that, of course, Ford is going to, to use all of those. And then there was the discussion about, will there be two ports? And the answer is no. <laughs> the, probably uh, probably confirm that as well. Yeah, yeah because um, otherwise you lose all the advantages that moving to Max gives you. Uh, because you, you, then you would have to have not just two or three; you'd have to have five of these cables, and you know that's just not going to happen. Another interesting piece that we forgot to mention was that uh, those actual uh, conversion, those adapters uh, for the current Fords, they're going to be made by Tesla. Tesla is the one that's making them. So uh, it's going to be compatible for the Fords right out of the box because the, the group that actually makes the superchargers is making the adapter for the vehicle. Yeah, right. So, 
Yeah, so they're, if... they're, they're already making the magic dock. Now they just need to flip it around. Yeah, right. <laughs> Tesla already pointed out that the next connector can handle bidirectional uh, charging and vehicle to X. I wonder if this will be their first time uh, with it in a production product because they can't remove uh, the Ford Pro Power, the, uh, the, the the home backup feature uh, on, on, on the Ford Lightning. Right. That's true. So, they cannot. Yeah. yeah. So by 2025, <laughs> uh, they're going to have to support that at least in the Lightning. So that, that and that'll be the Tesla connector doing that. So that's interesting. Could, could be an easy switch for Tesla then to allow it to happen in their more robust LFP batteries, possibly. Yeah, I expect they, that they, with they Cybertruck. Yeah, Cybertruck too, and they constantly point out that that they did have it in the Roadster, but they didn't want you to use it, so they mm -hmm. didn't turn on the software. Mm. <laughs> so there's a good question: Will it be there on day one of the Cybertruck? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, put that, that out as a, as a polar policy. question. Uh, maybe closer into Q3 sometime. But uh, yeah, yeah, because it would literally be the only um, uh, EV pickup with power off port uh, offloading that, that 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 doesn't do it through the charge port. It would it would be uh, doing it through the the fourteen um, uh, fourteen fifty in in the bed. If uh, that would be the, again the only EV pickup where you have to go to the bed to get the power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, with that, let's roll into shoutouts. Patrick, what have you got for us this week? Well, I am with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at OEVA, and I blog occasionally at carswithcords.net. Go check that out. And uh, I have a post coming up, of course, about this uh, NAX change and how the entire industry is going to, to go. Um, and uh, I kind of wanted to have this discussion first and, and uh, inform that. So it's going to be uh, uh, coming soon. And then we'll be ready uh, for Sunday. Oh, uh, I don't know. Do you, uh, if you, uh, uh, there's a deadline for me. Thanks, Casey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I might just slack off and do other stuff. <laughs> Maybe you can come on and talk about it too. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, it, Sunday is I do whatever my wife says. So if she doesn't right. have an agenda for me, then I'll be there. <laughs> There was no way I was going to go on Mother's Day. That just wasn't happening. No, no, no. <laughs> well, look, and uh, Tesla Weekend is uh, just north of Portland, just north of All where right. Patrick oh, is. Cool. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Nice. So, Casey, uh, any yeah. shout-outs from you this week? Of course. I look forward to seeing as many of you wish to come on Sunday at 110 Eastern over at YouTube.com at Casey Green. That's K-A-C-E-Y-G-R-E-E-N. Uh, we talk a lot about Tesla and uh, green life, green living, and then we all go home. Awesome. Very good. Yeah. Very good. All right, everyone. Thanks very much for watching. If you haven't already, please give us a thumbs up on this video. Press that subscribe. It helps us out. doesn't cost you a dime. We'd really appreciate it. And with that, we will get together next week and find out what's happening in the Tesla life. Today was happening on Tesla life. Patrick knows. <laughs> it's a future free from fossil fuels. Oh, we got it in. Just <laughs> we're electrifying all the things. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us for our gigawatt hour. <laughs> <laughs>